Greetings ladies and gentlemen. Today I'm happy to say that we continue our beloved biblical Bible book tour. We've travelled through life's rugged way, over land, over water, by night and by day. To travel without it, I would never try. We keep close together, my Bible and I. In sorrow, I've proved it, my comfort and joy. When weak, my strong tower, which naught can destroy. When death comes so near, I thought I would die. We still are together, my Bible and I. Thus into the book of Nehemiah we now enter in, excited to see what's been spiritually happening. So baffling bad news a brother does bring, and into Nehemiah's ears depressing information does ring. With gates all burned, the walls of Jerusalem broken down, his people at a loss, Nehemiah starts to frown. So sleepless nights follow many care-filled days, Nehemiah weeps and mourns, while fasting he honestly prays. He's brought low before the God of heaven who's high, whose great and terrible holiness he will never deny. Pouring out his soul, the cupbearer fills upon God, trusting in his word, giving him the nod. Let your ear, O God, hear my humble cry. On a hotline to heaven, Nehemiah's words do speedily fly. So this faithful servant waits, waiting for God to reply, knowing that Jesus alone and him only has the answers to satisfy. But waiting time with God was not wasted time, and this Nehemiah knew, that wrestling with God in prayer was the faithful thing to do. It's true that lack of food and sleep can make anybody moody, yet Nehemiah continues his role and brings the king his daily foodie. With wine he comes close and serves the king, his face in the past had been glad, but on this day when he served the ruler, his face was very sad. So the king inquires, what's wrong with you? and listens to his glum reply. Please help me to honour my dead, my king. Their graves I would dignify. No gates to protect, no walls to defend. My homeland is in waste. Please send me as its friend. So off to Jerusalem, the king sends Nehemiah to travel, with an armed escort and materials to help this mess unravel. So arrive he does, and his enemies grieve, thinking on sneaky scams to discourage and deceive. Tiredness robs both patience and perspective. Nehemiah rests for three days, knowing he will be more effective. To search and scan, scrutinise and survey, Nehemiah's moonlight inspection happens without delay. So gather and group his people together. Let us work and rebuild as birds of a feather. Yet can you believe it? Some wish their misery. They scorn and despise and threaten with snitchery. From backstabbing to rebuilding, elbow grease with a spiritual theme, Nehemiah leads the work, reminding them there's no I in team. Willing and working, each took their share, except for those who didn't because they didn't care. Saying and a doing are often two different things, but God is guiding his people with the energy he brings. The people together, in harmony they unite, rebuilding the wall, fighting the good fight. From goldsmiths and merchants to priests and perfume makers. All repair and rebuild. No shoddy work nor mistakers. Yet looking to fret the mind and cloud the brow. Individuals become enemies looking to sabotage somehow. These angry locals cry, you feeble people, what are you doing? Trying to restore God's temple ruin. Looking to defend yourselves with solid wall. Even a fleeting fox can make it fall. But God's true people truly had a mind to work and build up a wall they didn't shirk. 
it came to pass when his nasty natives saw this spiritual scene. They all bounded together against God's people. It seems their envy is green. From taunt to tease to hinder and halt, God's people pray against this angry assault. Keeping a watch both day and night, the watchmen on the walls are ready to fight. Swords by their side, bricks in their hand, the trumpet has their alarm, ready in God to stand. Two by two, God's people function together, one working on the wall, while one was ready to become a bloodshedder. The armour of God, they constantly kept it on. Bath time was the only occasion their clothes became gone. From famine and poverty to loans and lending, God's people complained about their debts never ending. And as he had kept enemies from destroying them, now Nehemiah reminds hard hearts of his godly gem. Are you not your brother's keeper? Why do you condemn the poorer people to slavery, causing their mayhem? With one last warning, Nehemiah does spoke. Shake off these debts as I shake off my cloak. So the people respond in the fear of God, their brothers in faith they no longer rob. With the city walls promptly complete, Nehemiah's rivals now want to distract the meat. Truly there's evil on his enemy's mind when they ask God's man to leave his work behind. His quick response says it all, a great work I am doing on God's wall. With gates to add, I've God's task to achieve, your murderous intentions I do perceive. Four times these foes invite and insist. The fifth time they write an open letter and try to blacklist. False prophets they hire to spread wrong rumour. Like an old friend who gives rotten advice like an infected tumour. And with all the work that God has rendered, even his enemies now be surrendered. Yet knowing that it's still too late, continue they try to terrify and intimidate. With walls are standing, now its gates do the same. God's city is no longer open to any reproach or shame. But walls and gates do not a defence form. It's God alone who protects from every storm. But forget the walls. God points to their heart. This is where the journey with me will have to start. So God's word is brought out and everyone gets schooled. The word of God guiding them so they won't be earthly fooled. Wounded by words, the people weep wildly with guilt, but healed by God's love, a right relationship with him they've rebuilt. The people count the cost and commit to God's ways, so they promise to cleave to him and follow throughout their days. There was room enough for all, Jesus opened to everyone. The city was complete and its dedication next begun. Sacrificial and musical, the people walk around. They meet up in the temple and worship on holy ground. Nehemiah clocks out and returns to the king, reports on everything that's been happening. But while he's away, it sadly seems God's people lack trust and common sense to stay upon God's track. Nehemiah returns and surveys the damage once more. And what did he see? Grieved him to his core. Observing God's temple and Sabbath openly desecrated, mixed marriages and the spiritual decline which it had created. So Nehemiah is the first one to cleanse the temple, but he wouldn't be the last. He points to when Jesus tipped the tables and took in the outcast. Nehemiah talks with instructions to observe the Sabbath day. All unfaithful wives and their false gods must be sent away. They have nothing in common with the God you follow. Do not be misled, their folly openly swallow. Doing all he can, putting guidance and people in place, Nehemiah prays to God and then is resting in his grace.
The next time we meet, the book of Esther we shall enter in. But until then, let's recap this story of the cupbearer and his kin. Nehemiah was a person, such a person is rare today, an individual who walks close with God and his ways they never betray. Wisdom in conflict, reflection in prayer, using time wisely, never giving in to despair. A man of God's counsel who knew when to keep a secret in, never fooled by opposition, took all blows on the chin. Resilient faith, confident courage. Drawing close to Jesus, Nehemiah does encourage. Beware of those you hang around with near. Bad company corrupts, you will lose all your hold dear. Hiccups and hurdles, Nehemiah took it in his stride, always looking to God as his only faithful guide. The word of God to Nehemiah was cherished, and he knew it would raise him, even if he perished. Verily, verily, truly today, can we say we are like Nehemiah in any way? The answer to this question? Well, I have no clue. I guess I will leave that up to you.